Close to thee, close to thee, close to thee, close to thee. I just have to appreciate you and uh, pastor for the surprise I was actually born on a Sunday and I feel so good about this one <laughs> I hope that spoke about the purpose and um, you know, I was wondering uh, why the Lord was impressing upon my heart the message I'm about to share with you. But as the pastor started opening up, and may the Lord bless you. That, that had to be spoken. That has to be spoken. The only thing, friends, there are such areas where I, for one, expected a big amen from you as the pastor was speaking about these things. As he was Placing the things the way they should be. You have the responsibility to give a big amen to that. You shouldn't feel alone. You believe what he preaches. You are made up of what he preaches. It has helped you. It has changed you. And you know he's standing for the word of God. When you keep quiet, you know how it feels up here. It feels like he's all alone. That's not right. The word must be amen so that the devil, the devil who, is, who is sowing confusion, the devil who is putting scarecrows, he must be amened out. Out of the message altogether. 
We can go on in confusion. The truth must be stated. And the truth must be believed. If we can't stand for the truth, then we are fake. See? You must show your color. Those people that are malicious fired up by the devil inspired by Satan they are very bold. The devil is very bold. He will speak and his uh, subordinate demons will agree with him. It's about time that the body of Jesus Christ also spoke out. Error must be crushed. So, I was wondering why is the Lord impressing this upon my heart? But when he started speaking, I said, ah, there it is. The, the Lord knows how to fit in everything. So we'll just stand now. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, we humble ourselves before thee. We are privileged people to be known of thee and to be gathered from every corner to be brought together in this manner. Thank you, Lord, for your servant who take thy word and boldly lay it out there. Thank you, Lord, for believers that stand for these things. And this morning, Heavenly Father, we humbly ask that you speak to us heart to heart. And may all glory come back to you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Right. So while we stand, we'll read one verse or two verses from, from Second Corinthians, chapter ten, verse and verses thirteen and fourteen. But we will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule which God hath distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. For we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, as though we reach not unto you 
For we are come as far as to you also in preaching the gospel of Christ. You may be seated. And now I want to speak the Lord granting on the title The Measure of God's Will for You. Now Paul, the apostle, he says, but we will not boast things without our measure. Now before you and I were born God knew all about us And God knew all about all of us God knew all about us. Okay, I wanted to find out whether you are there. And not just know, knew about you and I, but he out our life. Okay? He set you aside for a specific thing that he wanted you to accomplish in your life. Every one of us, we are brought here and placed in the circle or in the boundaries of God's will. If you are in God's will and you know it, move on and go full blast. Don't let the devil intimidate you because the Lord who placed you there, it is his responsibility to protect you to back you until you achieve his purpose. It's God's responsibility to ensure that his work is done. So whatever he purposed you for, it shall be accomplished. No devil can stop it. No scarecrow can stop it. It's God's purpose. It shall be accomplished. Amen. Amen. So, all that God wants of you and I is that you stay in his will. That's right. 
Stay at the center of his will. And you know God, as much as he has a perfect will, he doesn't force it upon us. He has given us a measure of self-will or free moral agency. He allows us to choose all the way from the first family Adam and Eve Adam and Eve God had his will. And he even told them what they should do. If he wanted, he could have uh, placed bodyguards like uh, today's uh, royal, so-called royal family. He could have placed 15 foot Angels. All 90 foot angels. Towering over Adam and Eve. And telling them you can't do that. It's not your father's will. But God loves us so much. That he gives us the flexibility to choose. Because he loves us. And if we love him back, we will choose according to his will. That's right. So, many of you, and this is the purpose of why I'm bringing this, you are better off if you just surrender you will avoid a lot of trouble if you just surrender to God's will. It is when we try many of you have maybe straight stepped aside from God's will. And you know how that has come out. Maybe you ripped a tub full of trouble. And if you are back, God bless you for that. If you are back in his will. Some people stay away. Perpetual prodigals. Until they, they hit tribulation. Okay. So Paul. Was telling. His followers. His children. He was saying don't be conformed. In Romans 12. One and two. I'm very happy because Paul has been introduced. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, 
that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto, the, unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That that is the best life for you. That's the best way for you to achieve your purpose. Is to stay in there, in the will of God. And prove. That he may prove. Or fulfill. What is the good? The acceptable, perfect will of God. So, every day. You are watching. You know, if there's something I hate doing, is to know this is wrong, or this is confusion, and for the sake of humility, I try to comply with it. It is wrong, and therefore it's wrong. What is wrong is wrong. You learned that from your class teacher. Am I right? All of you. What is wrong is wrong. Hmm? If it was wrong in class, how about in God's class? God wants His perfect will to be established in His family. There's no family that just allows everybody to have their own will. No, there's no family that wants children all over the place doing whatever they want. It is about time that God brought his children back in order. And for you, God wants to gently, lovingly Usher you into his order. I hope you say something as we go. Now the same Paul. He said to the Ephesians. Ephesians the second chapter. Verse 10. For we are his 
ordained that we should walk in them. Tikubanga fe tulimuli mugwe abato ndiwa mukristu Yesu orwevi kurwebirunji katonda biyasoka okuteka teka fe okubita ambulidamu. Now Paul knew this very well. Kati Paulo chini yachimanya burunji nyu. He understood it very well. Yachitegera burunji nyu. And he lived by it. And that is why he said to the Romans, We will not boast of things without our measure. Or outside our measure. He was staying within his bounds. And Paul was very bold. He stood his ground. As long as he knew this is within the measure that the Lord has granted me. The devil was in trouble. Somebody has to put the devil in trouble. Don't be neutral. Somebody. Yeah, the devil has put the sons of Adam the sons and daughters of Adam in trouble ever from birth unto death. But God has got his people who are especially designed to discomfit the devil. Amen. Like Samson was specially designed. You can even see the measure that God designed for Samson. He was born and shapen to kill every Philistine mother's son. Amen. Wherever Samson walked, it was death to the Philistines. But the moment he stepped out of that measure, he was in trouble. As long as he was in the measure, he, no giant could scare him. And as long as you stay in that measure, no man will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Wow. This, is, this, this sounds good to me. It, it must sound good to you. It's for all of us. For Okay, so as long as things are like that, you have nothing to worry. Stay in the perfect will of God. Fear no evil. Samson could sleep in the, right in the enemy's camp. Samson and as long as he was in the will of God, that enemy, can you imagine the enemy comes on you? This is Samson sleeping there. Why not slay him? He is sleeping. 
But that enemy can never can never slay somebody who is in the perfect will of God. You know what the enemy did? To show that the enemy was scared. They shouted. Eh? Made noise. And he woke up. Okay. Yeah, Philistine mothers, sons. More exercise. It was just a little exercise to to kill a thousand. No police docket. He was sanctioned by God. Now what, what I was saying was the devil, all he could do is make noise. So Satan might make a lot of noise around you. But I want you to know he is scared of you. As long as you are in the perfect will of God. Fear no evil. Now. We have to watch you and I. The tempter has no power. The devil has no power. As long as you stay in the will of God. He has no power over the church. As long as the church is in the will of God. He has no power over your family. No power over you as an individual. Always bear that in mind. You are protected. And so what the devil does. He has to tempt you out of that. Find a way of moving you out of the boundaries. And watch him going to Eve. And he's got a a very funny street language. Yeah. Has God told you that you shouldn't eat of all these things? And if says, all these things we may eat. Except for one. Alright. And then he starts his sermon now. Sermon according to. Diablos. The devil. And he swayed that lady. Okay. I'm skipping over, over the details because you know them. But you can see the devil didn't go there and smite her. He couldn't do that. No. He had to get her out of the will of God. Sometimes I wonder, you know, maybe Maybe this is why the church is so defeated. Because the devil, you know, I'm just backing up my, my brother. Because the devil has preached such fake, weird things. Scaring the church. 
Scaring the church from the will of God. And he knows as long as you are operating outside the will of God, you have no power. You will just be running around in circles. The church is not supposed to be a place of confusion. You are supposed to know where you are standing. It's the word of God. That that the Lord. The Bible says it. We believe it. That's it. Let every devil shut up. Let God be true. And every man a liar. Hallelujah. Amen. The devil must shut up. Amen. We want to stay in the, in the center of his will. And watch the results follow. The results follow. Okay, so that's what the devil does. He wants to knock you off. Watch against that, my brother. And that's why it's good to be a very good disciple. Listen to the word. Listen, listen to the way the holy men of God are leading you. And stay there. You save yourself a lot of trouble. Right? So this tempter, I want to talk about him some more. Yeah. He started like that from the beginning. He has not changed. Okay, he will play whatever game. Whatever trick. But all you need to know is what is he after. You cannot know beforehand all the tricks of the devil. You can't know. But you can watch. Where is this spirit? Trying to take me. Where will it leave me? Will I still be at the center of God's perfect will? Or will I be beyond the border? If you notice. I don't care. Why I said he will use all those tricks. He may come peaceably. He may even come with the scripture. Sometimes he would even come even with visions or prophecy. Now you, you read that book of Job. You read that book of Job. You find the friends of Job. And I thank God that Brother Branham spoke about Job so much. He preached on the book. You know? And he said, the devil entered all the friends of Job. Think of that. 
all the friends they were possessed it was the devil speaking in all of them and one of them he comes to Job to accuse him and he starts talking about I saw a spirit whether in body form or what the, the spirit passed before me. And the hair of my body moved. Oh, they would tell you they saw a vision, they saw a dream. Satan. I'm speaking about what I know. No speculations. Eh? Now, if Job. Was wishy washy. He could have said, Ah, he has seen a vision. If any other observer, those that were near, they could have said, Job, just humble yourself. This brother, I don't know that it was Eliphaz, I've forgotten the name. The brother has seen a vision. He knows where he's talking about. He's speaking spiritual things. But the prophet, Brother Branham, says the devil entered all Job's friends. Always bear in mind that. You bear that in mind. That the devil is capable of doing that. If you are the one at the center of the will of God. The devil can use every trick. To get at you. So he can come. This, if, you are, if you are leaning spiritual. He will lean spiritual. Also. If you are careless. You come in, a, you won't even bother to sugarcoat it. You just ah, no, you. why are you being misled? Why, why, why? Just pull away. Just do this. They're, they're just scaring you. God doesn't mean that. That's the same story the devil told. Trying to be the spokesman Ngag of God. Shut up, you devil. Hey. So it's important for you to know. Make sure you are standing at the center of God's will. Keep moving. Don't try to fake it. You cannot bluff the devil. You know, I like, I like giving examples. I don't know. If you are trying to bluff the devil, it's like, it's like um, a lady. Here comes a, 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 a rough fellow. Aye, whatever they, they, they try. You know, you look beautiful. Hey, thank you. Hey, oh, come on. Can hey, we? Uh, uh, no, me. Christian. But you are presenting your back so that you can oh, leave He is not bluffed. Oh, you're talking I don't care whether you are holding the Bible. 
that devil will see through your pretense. He is the hunter. Moizi. The devil is experienced. He can tell whether you are a believer or you, you are impersonating. You know that. Okay, so let me read you something. From the message Moses. Moses. The prophet said, um, Now it's to my humble belief that gifts are not handed out with, he with hands. Gifts are foreordained of God. Gifts and callings are without repentance. You can say things and try to make these things act right and believe right and to work right but they are not. Unless God himself is behind it. So in other words you and I can even make something look like it is right. You can even justify something to yourself or to somebody else. But if God is not behind what you are trying to work out, it will never work. It is not nothing you try to bluff. You can't bluff Satan. He won't be bluffed. You've got to know where you are standing. Right. And gifts and callings are without repentance. They are born into the church. God foresees things and knows his prophecy what is coming to pass and starts something here to meet it up there. So right at the beginning God is shaping out something which will come and work here. All the ingredients. You put them in there. When it comes here. It just has to work. Because it's already foreordained. Now the point there was you cannot bluff You know about the sons of Skeva. I'm sure they worked out a good service. A deliverance service. service. Eh? They must have copied something from Paul. Except they were not Paul. And when they went out there, all they could say was, 
You devil. Leave this man. In the name of Jesus. Whom Paul preaches. Right? And the devil wasn't bluffed. He's never bluffed. From another message, do you believe? The prophet says, she said, oh, I'm sure you know this, this uh, story of a lady that lived unfaithful while her husband was away and she ran into trouble. She was sickly. Tried to go this way, go this way, until she came to Brother Branham. Branham. So that's the lady he's talking to. Or talking about. Because he discerned, he, he told her, I see a car, this color, and it is parked by the rail line, and she knew where he was going. He says, Don't tell that to anybody. So this is the story now. Uh, he says, and she said, oh, my husband, he would leave me right now. And said, would break up my home. What would happen to my children, my little children, and so forth. And I said, look, sister, first clear yourself with God. God will take care of the rest of it. I just love that. So she said, well, I just can't go, sorry, I, can't, I just can't do it, Brother Branham. I said, of course. Now, that is all I can do, sister. You know, he had told her what to do. She says, I can't do it. What more do you expect? You want the prophet to say a prayer against the will of God? No. He gives you the will of God. You do it. And God will take care of the rest of it. Right? That's all I can do, sister. I just done what God told me to do. That is, there is your trouble. I said, now listen to this. I said, they can anoint you with oil every five minutes through the day for the rest of your life. It will never do you any good. So every five minutes, anoint you with oil. Five minutes, anoint you with oil. Throughout the day, for the rest of your life, it won't work. Unless you come back to the will of God. I said, they might lay their hands on you and stomp and kick and say, get out Satan. 
but you don't have to holler at him. He knows what faith is. He knows your life, what your life is. And there is no need of trying to bluff him. He will stay right there. And got a right to stay there. Right. And he says in the message, faith cometh by hearing. You say, you, you just say, well, well, I believe God. Sorry, I believe God says so. I base, I base my faith there. I believe that. But now, if you are, you can't bluff it. God is not a bluff. And neither is Satan a bluff. He won't take your bluff. But when you really got faith. Satan will know it. Okay so the devil I was saying is a hunter. He knows. When you are just pretending. If there's anyone here. Who is not fully. Totally a believer. Don't let this day pass. I was so thankful when I saw hands raised. Some people want to get baptized. How wonderful that is. That is one thing I'm looking for everywhere. Somebody to surrender to Jesus Christ. That's the sweetest news for any preacher. It's to see people believe and give themselves to the Lord. But some people will sit through it and still go home and have a, a, a clear conscience. I think that conscience is burnt. It's, it's dead conscience. Pardon, I've noticed. You can't go home after hearing the word of God and have peace at home. If you are not a believer, surrender yourself. If you are living outside the will of God, you know what God wants and you don't do it. Today, you must repent. You must get back in line. Alright, so now that we know there's no bluffing here. The devil he knows when you're bluffing. So he will try to tempt you either to overreach your boundaries that's one way. He will push you in a corner. Or you put pressure on you. Maybe you'll, you'll be feeling like you have something to prove. Which you know is beyond your limits. Watch our Lord when he was under temptation. If you're a son of God. Turn that 
those rocks into bread. Must I start eating rocks? Just to prove that I'm a child of God. It's weird. But he was speaking to the wrong person. Who was at the very center of his father's will. My meat is to do the will of my father. So Satan tried this way, tried Satan to knock him this way. Keno, eh? The Lord Jesus didn't have to prove by jumping up, up so that the angels can catch him. And you think, do you think the devil was going to cheer? Hey, the angels have caught Jesus. Come and see. It's all nonsense. That devil is pushing you to do something that if you analyze, if you look back at it, you say, I didn't need to do that. Right? Many times, you know, I, 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 I'm just going every which way, right? Just shooting if the enemy is hiding in the enemy. So it's tragic. Many, many young ladies they are knocked off their, their position. By the devil who wants them to prove that they love this guy. If you really love me, you lay with me. You know what I mean. And many desperate women, young women, under pressure, they want to prove to the man that they love him by giving away themselves. Once you give away yourself free, why should I pay for it? It's free. The perfect will of God is for a lady a young woman to stand virtuous. The Lord will take care of it. He will take care of the marriage issue. Don't, don't prove to anybody. If the man loves you, he will follow the rules. All the rules. And I mean all of them. He, some young, young women are pulled out of the church. Because the devil wants to pull you out. Ah, you know, in that church, you know, you, you, you don't get married. You know, I can't stay in your church. It's just too many rules there. But if you come over here, I can marry you right now. Just tell him, Satan. Satan. Get out of my way. You are a devil. Hmm? Okay. So I think some bullets have gone somewhere. I trust. 
these bullets, you know, you know, they are like David's stone when he, when he, when he slung that rock. I don't care how much that devil tried to die. That rock was programmed to hit the forehead. Hey. Amen. So, he will try to make you overreach. Go beyond your, the measure of the grace that is upon you. Now, there are many examples there. But I can take a holy man like Moses. Look at the years he served. Look at how you obeyed God. And just one time, one time God says, go and speak to the rock. You know, God doesn't have to say, I am the Lord thy God. But I tell you now, you speak, I mean speak. He doesn't have to say that. He just says, go speak to the rock. And it will bring forth water. But Moses, you can give every excuse. Maybe he was frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. There are moments like that. But frustration is not an excuse. To step out of bounds. Eh? He stepped out and went with his stick. I don't know what was in his mind. But he goes hitting on the rock. Must we bring water out of the rock? You rebellious what? what? Everything alright. They were very rebellious. But what he was doing was not the perfect will of God. He, he smote that rock and God says, that's it. You did not glorify me. You honored yourself. Hmm? Did you get that? This is a holy man. And I just want you to, you to see how God's perfect will is. The closer we come to the coming of the Lord, you know we are being transformed. More and more to be like him. And this is the time we should even be more careful as he was. Be careful about the will of the Father. Be careful about what God says. God is not an old man that just matters in his sleep. No. Every word he has spoken. He watches that you obey it. He watches that I obey it. We must comply. So one mistake, one overstepping. That was it. 
You are not going in. Okay, now God could have said, hey, you think, you think God didn't foresee that this person is going to smite? Do you think Moses surprised God? I don't think so. He had the free will. Just like Adam and Eve, they had their free will. Right? What about King Saul? He is told, I remember the Eve of Amalek. What they did. Now go and destroy them. That was it. The prophet told him that. Just like the prophet has spoken to us. And we are here. The prophet is not there. Physically. But his word is there. It doesn't matter whether he's here physically or he's not there. The word has gone forth. And it's the word of the Lord. So it was up to Saul. To decide how he was going to conduct that battle. To decide the, the fighting tactics. And God, because it was the will of God, God gave him the victory. If God tells you to go fight, He will give you the victory. Every time. Thank you Lord Jesus. For oh, he said I will be with you. Right. But he chose to spare some animals. Animals. How can God be angry over just animals? After all there's a, a good way to use those animals. We are going to sacrifice them. We will take the juicy ones. The ones. Then sacrifice to our God. The, the prophet was saying regardless of how you say it, how it seems right. If it is not the will of God, you are in trouble. So mark that for your life. Mark these things. Whichever way, whichever way you fall, the devil has won. He won over Saul. He won over Moses. Whichever way, whatever explanation I know, we experts in explaining it. For a change, let's stop explaining and justifying. Let's do the right thing. Just do the right thing. You know, some of us, brothers, brother, I, I speak, I've spoken so much about sisters. Brothers, there are some experts in explaining. 
They just won't do the right thing. Brother, do this and this. And this. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And he goes and does something else. And you come to him, brother. brother. Is this what I told you to do? No, 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 no. Let, let me explain. <coughs> I want to. Let, I, what are you explaining? Spare yourself explaining. Do the right thing. That's it. It shows a wrong character. If you are the one who always explains, you, you want to make others to look very intolerant. I explained, he couldn't even hear my explanation. If I send you to do something, I ask you to do something, I tell you go buy me bread. Don't buy whatever, what else? What else is in the market? You buy me a pumpkin. Sweet potato. No, no, I just have, let me explain. I said bread. All right, so. I love the Lord. He didn't even give a chance to Moses to You know, Moses would have even sat down and folded his legs like this. Humbled himself and took Father, let me explain. You know these things, Father, you know. You know how when you get angry, you think God would hear that. No, friend. Don't let the devil push you into overreaching your bounds. Don't. It's like one, one fellow. He came over to be prayed for. And after praying for him, you know he was stiff like that, his back. He, he couldn't, the back they are to lay him on the bench. So, after praying for him, okay, he, he flexes a bit, but he's not, not, well, I visited him. Just wanted to talk to him. And he was telling me now, in his home, weird things. From his, uh, Pentecostal background. Weird things. Uh, that may spare your ears. Some of the things. Okay. Even the anointing of oil and weird, weird things. But the most weird to my ears was this. He said, you know, I'm also a servant of the Lord. I also help people like, like you. I pray for people. I said, that's nice. He says, yeah, you see? Uh, when I, for instance, when I see somebody, let's say he has got malaria. Eh? Then because I have the faith, I lay my hand on him and I, and I command the malaria to 
to come into me. Malaria come into me. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And the malaria comes into me. Because I have more faith. Then I command the malaria. To get out of me. I said, okay, fine, you're a servant of the Lord. But I'm sorry, you're not fighting by the rules. How weird it sounds. Why didn't the master tell that legion of devils, so all you legion, come into me, and then he cast them out of himself. Why should you be the conduit? You know how he answers me? Oh, but, but I'm helping people, they get healed. He said, yes, I'm not, I'm not arguing against that. They get healed. But look at you. So why don't you command this out of yourself? I know, you know, I needed somebody. You know, you know somebody of uh, like faith to, to help me to stand with me. And say, no, 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 no. I'm not going to stand with you there. That is disobedience. Every war has got rules of engagement. The Lord did not tell us to be commanding anything to come into us first. No. You are in rebellion. You have to repent first. I'm not going to stand with you. I know, but I help people. Be sure you help people. But help yourself now. I'm not going to help you. If you don't repent, you will never see me again in your house. And he's there. No, but you know people, people get healed. And just clinging on to that. I said, bye. And and in, in less than two months, he was gone. So I heard, oh, that man, he died. I said, good. Call it whatever, but you expect me to, to be in sympathy with you. If you are in error, if you are out of the will of God, and I speak to you, my brother, the will of God is this. And you don't want to accept that. What more sympathy do you want? So I, I said, yeah, that's good. Uh, let him go. Yeah, maybe he was a child of God. And God would not tolerate that. And he gave him the last chance to meet somebody who can tell him in the face. I remember another lady. She was again in one of the Pentecostal groups. She was a wreck, you know. Her home had been destroyed. Her husband walked away. Because she was a pastoress. And she was not looking after her house. Her home. She was not? 
she was not uh, at home yeah. being a pastor so she would be away at church and the husband is you know fetching for himself so he left her went to another country to work there and she was in trouble and let me cut the long story she comes to church and she wants me to pray for her. And I try to talk to her and she tells me, you know, actually I'm, I'm a pastor of this church here. And I open the Bible. My sister, this is what the Bible says about women. You are not supposed to preach. Do you believe this? She says yes. I believe it. But, but you know, I'm in the church. I say, no, no, no. This is what the Bible says. And if you want me to pray for you, because remember, I asked that as a pastor, were you praying for people? She says yes. Even the sick, Yes. Ah. Even the possessed, yes. Said, what do you expect that devil to do to you? You are not even standing in the will of God. You think the devil will fear you? That's why you are in this state. And as long as you are on the wrong stool, I want to pray for you. Do the right thing first. Says, I, I agree, I'll do the right thing. Said, right here before me, you, you step down. You are going to renounce your pastorship. Here. I stepped and, and I, I, I preached, of course, repentance and baptism. Yeah, you, no, you must be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Friend, friend it, has, it has to be stern. It can't be friendly. Okay, she, she renounced everything. And when I prayed for her, Never seen a head that was, you know, like there's a vibrator inside there. The, the it was shaking the entire skin here. Shaking. And then the devil came out, she, she collapsed. Said, You see now, now because you have obeyed the word of God, watch what the Lord is going to do. And she. She came in the church. I think we were, we were with her about two or three weeks or so. And she comes beaming. My husband has come from another country. And, and you know, he just told me, you pack. I'm taking you, you are my wife. I told you. God will do the rest. 
So it's easy to go astray and we start blaming God for not caring for us. How about you coming in the will of God? If you don't know, how about you asking like those Hebrews in Jerusalem, what shall we do, brethren? What shall I do? You'll be told. You will be guided. Praise the Lord. So, I'm talking about temptations. And I'm, I'm really taking a roundabout way on it. Eh? The other thing that Satan will do, if he fails to push you to overreach, it's just, he will just do the opposite of that. He will coax you or he will make you settle down for something less than God purposed you to achieve. Many of us may be guilty of that. Just as the, the other example, even this, underperforming. A brother or sister, brother or sister, you could see that this brother could do a lot for the Lord. But that brother or sister, brother or sister, just there. The devil has made him or her to under, underestimate themselves. Either way, whether he pushes you this side or that side, you are outside the will of God. How about this example? You remember how the Lord spoke in the, in the parable of talents? There was one who received one talent. What did he do to the talent? He decided to bury it. Eh? Just keep it in the ground. When the master came to count, to do some stock taking, he asked that one with one talent. And he explained. And the master said, You slothful and wicked servant. You lazy people. You lazy saints. You are outside the will of God. I just want the lazy ones to say amen. You are underachieving. And the devil is happy. Whatever reason you may give, explain it. If I ask you, you say, but let me explain. You know, my, my brother, let me. And now you know. I, I don't enjoy that word, let me explain. 
You brothers, you go home, you want to eat. Everything is there. The food is there, you know it's there. And then the sister says, Now let me explain. Why there's no food. You know, I woke up a bit late. And I was feeling a bit. And then the, the, the neighbor came and we were talking. You know, and then I, I forgot that Ka you are coming home. It's just forgetting. You know, you, you know how, how forgetting is. Even you, you forget. How about that? How about lunch on explanations? Yeah. The right things must be done, friends. The church must be full of achievers. You shouldn't be scared of challenges. You should know you are brought here under God's perfect will. And whatever is brings in front of you, whatever challenge comes in front of you, it's very easy to see in the Bible David facing Goliath. That was a giant. Man. Everybody in Israel was scared. But there was one born with a purpose. He knew. He felt it. So I'm the one that is required. I don't care how small I am. The job must be done. Don't tell me about my height. I will not wait until I get taller. Praise the Lord. So friends, let's, let's banish into exile to yingire all laziness to vemu to vembu gayavu or underperforming to vemu mbere yokuenda tukaganina mutindo hey do you agree mukirizganya nange We are going to be a better church. Anywhere you see a church where people are ambitious, especially the young people, you are gifted with a lot of energy. I'm not saying that in order to explain and give an excuse for elderly brothers. No. Elderly brothers must set the example. Set the pace. Amen. So let's be achievers. If you are slothful, the devil has already defeated you. All you lazy people. Maybe you are called to minister. And you know you have got that calling. But because you are lazy, you look at the servant of the Lord, you see how he toils, he can't hardly rest, 
That's kind of a life. I don't think it's for me. Who told you that? It's just laziness. Away with laziness. And away with overreaching. Stepping out beyond what God has called you to do. Away with that. Because both. If you over you overreach. The end at the end you will just be frustrated. Because God will not back you. You look at the others and you think them, they, him is, is even doing less than me. But why is God blessing him? Why should God bless her? Maybe you are overreaching. Maybe you are going beyond the measure. And if you underachieve Due to laziness, probably you are a coward. Whichever is applicable, you end up bitter. It's just bitterness at the end. Don't allow either of those. Amen. So, Let's look at the author, this very devil himself. Because for you to stay in the will of God, you have to be humble. You understand? You, now, I don't mean humility is being sloppy and bent like the letter C. I don't mean that. Humility before God. Humble enough to do the will of God. That's what I mean. The opposite of humble enough is pride. Pride is the one that goes before a fall. Now let's look at uh, Mr. Devil himself. In um, Isaiah 14. Now, before we read that one, bear with me. Let's, let's read first James. James chapter 4. Verses 5 to 7. James 4, 5 to 7. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lasteth to envy, but he giveth more grace, listen to that, 
more grace wherefore he saith God resisteth the proud but giveth grace unto the humble Sub submit yourself therefore to God resist the devil and he will flee from you If you are proud, just know that God automatically will resist you. Automatically. Things are not going to go well for you. So you know that's the, the mind of God. And Lucifer was proud. The scripture says pride was found in him. But let's see what was going on in his mind under discernment. In Isaiah 14 Verse 12 to 14. Or to 15 rather. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, that's why I said under discernment. Now. The devil was not telling the angels all these things. Whatever you know, enticing he did, he, he hid what he was thinking. But God saw it. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. That is one purpose. That is one motive he had. Punctuated by the I. I. There are five of them. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. <laughs> there is the final motive. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell. To the size of the pit. Now, 
kunjui ezenko mirilo ezo uchika obwakono. Ndidi nyoku singe bide webikoma. Ndifana nangoyo aliwa gurwe nyo. Na yori siwe magombe kunjui ezenko mirilo ezo bunya. Those are the fruits of pride. And we are looking at the first fruits. Because that's where everything came from. Those are the thoughts. They may come in different shapes. But now if you look back at the devil telling Eve. He says you'll be like like God. And that is one of his fruits. I will be like the most high. Shetani. When you have those thoughts. Those ambitions. Watch. Make sure. That's why the prophet says, watch the motive. It may sound spiritual, but the one behind it is Satan himself. All he wanted was to be there. To overreach his limits. He was a beautiful Angel or whatever. But. He wanted to be like the most high. Why? Why do you want to be where? You have not been measured to be. Do you know that also starts a lot of, a lot of, a lot of wars? It will be battle here, battle there. A lot, of, a lot of people are shipwrecked. Because the devil puffed them up. Yeah. That's why even those uh, Yanes, not, not, not Yanes, Datan, Abiram and Korah, you remember? They just couldn't tolerate Moses Musa. and Aaron. Why? Moses and Aaron. Why? Why him alone? Those are devilish thoughts. The amens are just a few. Brothers. Brothers. Maybe you want the microphone. You can't just say amen. I must bring the microphone. I preach one word and then I come. Amen. 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 Then I come back here. There's just too few amens. Those things, my brothers, they are there. But they are shrouded, they are hidden. Eh? They are covered nicely by quoted by the message. Eh? That is how those 
Three men, Dathan, Abiram, and Korah. That's how they convinced so many people. They didn't say, we want to be like him. Ah, they would, they would ah. But that's the measure of grace that was upon Moses. Eh? So if you feel even the slightest slightest discomfort you look at the man of God. Ah, I think that, that's too much. He's, he's, he's now becoming this. No, 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 why he, less if we can open your heart. We are going to see Lucifer there. You have crowned, you have enthroned the devil. But outside, the general picture will just be pride. That's how it appears. But the motives inside could be any of those five. That spirit, once it gets on somebody, it's very destructive. It doesn't care for the, for the body of Jesus Christ for order no. Unless you are telling me Uganda is all saints, Saint Kizito, Saint what? I don't believe it. I, I don't believe these spirits are everywhere. These spirits are everywhere. It's the same devil, same characteristic. But now when we look at what goes on in the mind of the devil, it's easy now to tell if any of those thoughts come upon a person. They become proud. That's the beginning. Whatever else comes out of their mouth is a proud spirit. And the Lord knows who knows the thoughts. If he knew the thoughts of Lucifer, he would know your thoughts, my brother and sister. And once he sees that thought, automatically, the Lord resists. You just watch any of the people that have been influenced by this spirit. You are going to see that the Lord himself has put them down. The Lord himself has embarrassed them. Somehow things that they scheme, they don't work. Because God is resisting them. You see? Now I don't want, you know, pride is facing, standing against God. I will be like the most, I will also, it's not just God alone, I can also do this. You are putting yourself in, in battle array. That is what pride is. It is 
setting itself to fight God. And you want God to dress in his battle armor and put you in his killing zone. You are gone. Stay in your self-ground, my friend. Never, never. Let a situation come upon you where God is fighting you. Because he will fight you. Huh? I want you to succeed. I want you to, you know, live a happy life and to achieve the things that you are working. But Satan is working. And once you know his tricks, you are going to say, Ah, you are the devil. Now. You are the devil. I know you. Just get behind me. Eh? Oh no, brother! You know, you know. How, how can you? How can ah, brother? <laughs> I know. Kakana, brother. You are my brother. But if you don't shut up, you are the devil himself. Get behind me, Satan. There are only two forces. Amani gari, amani I read the scripture. There's no neutral force. It's either the devil or God. And may it be only God working in you. So, <laughs> I don't know when to stop. It's okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Because this is the second last who knows who knows it could be the last you see and it's best, it's best to give give it all out okay so no one no one here to face God and to stand in the killing zone of God. No Let's just move together. Friends. We just have to do the right thing. We just have to recognize that there is a measure. God is the one who set the measure of His grace. Of his will of our reach. Oh, that is God. And if we are happy with that, the church will move faster. Now, humility. 
Look at the humility that was in our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, humility brings that self-assurance. You are assured that you are in the will of God and that it is God who is going to do it who is the enabler you are not panicking. Others who panic, they want to do it themselves. But the one who is humble, we wait upon the Lord. The one who is humble trusts the Lord. Even if the situation looks unlikely, the Lord set us an example of what humility is. Yeah. He humbled himself even unto Death. He trusted the Father. Yes, Trust Him for your life. Trust Him. You are not an accident. You are not an off cut. He designed you with the full intention to use you. If you can humble yourself. If you only humble yourself before the Lord, He will lift you up. Amen. Amen. The prophet says in uh, the message, says we will see Jesus. He come to show, he's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. He come to show what God was. Anything that is high and haughty isn't God. God is low and humble. That is what made him God. Something that comes low. See something that, that comes low. Not them that goes high. So God doesn't dwell in hierarchies. And, and things. He dwells in humility. The way up is down. Humble yourself. And you'll be exalted. Exalt yourself. And you'll be humble. That's right. See, God knows how to do it. So you have to remember, humble yourself before God. Don't try to think your own thoughts. Think his thoughts. Now it is important. How, how do I think his thoughts? That's why we are encouraged the prophet encouraged us that we must read the Bible daily daily yeah. and do what? pray Joshua was encouraged 
you are a general you no matter how small you are you are going to you will divide the land fear nothing I told you be thou courageous it's you that's going to do it. No matter who says you are small, no, you will do it. But observe to do everything that Moses said. Study. Read the Bible. All the scriptures, all the stay in there. Meditate there in their Do you know the benefits of that? I'll tell you. The benefits of that is you begin to know or to understand or to become uh, familiar with the mind of God. The more, it's like you people that are hearing the word. Within maybe two, three services, you'll be far from the people in the streets. Spiritually, you know so much in a short time. Because you are listening. It is helping you. Just like, can you imagine, from the time I started, I'm sure you are saying, ah, so that's, that's the way God so feels about this. Uh-huh. So, that is important for you. Because the more you know about what God wants and what, what, what he resists, you know not to step there. Automatically, no, no, no. There, That's how you stay in the will of God. Most people watch when they stop attending church. That is the first step. Next time you meet them, you're going to see differences. Ah, this brother is not the way you see. This sister, look, ah, something, something different. They are drifting. By the time they start dressing like the world. By the time you, you meet them in the bar. They long they fell long ago. When they stopped meditating upon this world. And the devil. He knows that. That if you don't stay in the atmosphere. In the anointing of the world. He can easily. He can tell you anything. You accept it. Because you have nothing to compare it with. You must match whatever you are hearing, whatever inspiration is coming upon you. Match it with the word. 
Bulimbera yo neja jori. Obabuli cha kusomoza chija jori. Chigeragera nyene chigambo cha katonda. That is how you stay in the will of God. Even as preachers, if I don't read the, the, the Bible, I don't read the message, you hear tomorrow that I'm not able to preach. No, I'll give you a, let me explain, church. I, uh, I just feel a bit uh, hazy on my, my my side is, I'll give any excuse. But the bottom line is this. As much as you, I want you to live on this. I also live on this. The same word that you hear, I'm also hearing it. Paul says, I don't want to preach. After I preach, I myself be a castaway. I don't want you to come tomorrow and say, hey, you taught us, you were teaching us about uh, uh, and you yourself look at me, you how you have fallen, oh preacher. I don't want you to say that. I live by you live by this. Paul lived by this. All the saints who were successful. Including Joshua. He lived by this. The moment. The moment Joshua decided. To think his own thoughts. He was deceived. He was deceived by those uh, Gibeonites. Eh? They come dressed like they are coming from afar. And he looked at them, he judged by, by sight. What if he said, you keep your, your molded bread out there and your rugs. Let me find out the, the will of God. Let me pray about it. The Lord was going to say they are deceiving you. So, read the word. Always come to church and pray. Pray, pray, pray. And because you are motivated by the desire to stay in the will of God, even your prayer life will change. Even the way you approach the Father, it changes. You are going to pray with sincerity. And there is a reward there. So remember we, we read in James hmm? James 5 sorry James 4 verse 6 let, let me just read it back to you James 4 6 but he giveth more grace Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud. 
but giveth grace unto the humble. <laughs> I like that. I like that. You know, grace, we know grace is unmerited favor, right? You don't, you don't merit it. Therefore, God should just pour it like which, which waterfalls have you got here? Owen Falls. Huh? Owen. Karuma Falls. Kauma. Karuma. Karuma. Mm. Yeah. Why can't God pour his grace on everybody like the Karuma Falls? Even on the proud. Grace, grace, grace. So that they can be more proud. No, that's not the order. It makes life easy for you, my friend. When you see things are going tough, say to yourself, because the promise is, he gives grace. Every step of the way, if you are humble, you don't worry anything. You come into a situation, a tough situation. Remember, your responsibility is to be humble. And God's responsibility is to give you grace. It is automatic. That's why the humble, everything they touch, it seems like to be working everything. Everything is just working. It's God giving them the grace. Hey. Amen. Grace, grace. Chisa, chisa. Lord, I can't do this on my own. This my child. Never you worry. That's why he says to his son, sit here. Sit here until I make all your enemies thy footstool. He gives you grace. Every enemy, including Goliath, the Amalekites, all of them, they must fall. And when you look back, it's not me. I can't do that. It is the grace of God. Amen. That's what we need at this hour. That's what we need now. Especially when the going is getting tough. So many things pulling at so many challenges we've got to do this we have to serve God under all circumstances hello even when the economy is tough the economy is hard that doesn't exempt us from serving our God we lift our humble hands have mercy, dear Lord. He says, my children, I give grace to the humble. 
I don't know who unto you proud people. Who unto the proud? Because you are going to see a humble brother Brother Muombefu, a humble sister, sister Muombefu, just excelling like that. Just excelling. God is giving them grace. Grace, chisa. grace, grace. Chisa, chisa. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's what we need. If we can harbor ourselves, my brother, I can assure you. Brother, the Bible says Bible He gives grace. I have seen a lot of that. Show me any humble brother. brother Show me humble sister. You are going to see them excelling. Show me a humble pastor. Any man of God that is humble. When you see God prospering a ministry, it is humility under there. Humble. Glory to God. Because you are humble, you are agreeing with God. You are saying, Lord, your measures, what you have given me, those are my limits. I am happy in the Lord anyway. Praise the Lord. Let's stand and praise Him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I thought he's starting to preach. <laughs> Hallelujah. Worship the Lord. Bow before his presence. Plead with him. Lord, make me like that. I want to be in your perfect will. I don't want to overestimate myself. I don't want to be underestimate myself. I just want to be in your perfect will. Make me like you, Lord. Speak to the Lord right now. You get a name, Kama Kati. Jesus, make 
be humble like you. Give me a heart that's filled with love and make me humble like you. Make me meek like you. Like you. 